0: Right Now,
1: paid for by Steel Man Pills. Eight hundred nine six five one two nine five. Eight hundred nine six five one two nine five. Eight hundred nine six five one two nine five. That's eight hundred nine six five twelve ninety five.
3: Saturday mornings with Jim Valley, 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 Eastern, and it is Halloween here on the show today. You know what that means? we got a lot to talk about here today. I know some of you probably watching on Twitch right now saying, kind of a costume is that, Brian? Well, I'm not in costume, because this is not the Halloween show. The Halloween show t- is tonight, in fact. The Brian and Vinny and Granny and Craig and Sean show. I know you thought I was going to say Halloween Havoc. But it's actually the Brian and Vinny and Granny and Craig and Sean show tonight. And what a name for a show, by the way. But tonight's show is the Halloween special. And uh, we'll have our costumes on. I've demanded everybody wear a costume. And we're going to review NWA TNA from 21 years ago this week. Which was, in fact, a horror. Although I heard the main event was good. And we will also be streaming that show live and free... On YouTube. Only the live airing, the the replay, you must be a member. But if you're around at nine Pacific midnight eastern tonight, you can watch that show live. So you can look forward to that tonight. It's gonna be a lot of fun. And today on the show we got a lot to talk about as well. Uh, the least of which is Dynamite coming up tomorrow, as well as the Halloween Havoc show tonight. We got lineups for both of those shows. And yesterday we talked about Brian Danielson, but we have an update on Danielson here today. Piers Danielson was not injured last Wednesday. He actually went into the match injured. So we'll tell you about that, as well as some very interesting ratings. I know some of you don't like ratings, but we got some interesting ratings this week. Mike and I had a bet about the SmackDown rating. We're going to find out who won. And also, AEW Collision, with one of the biggest matches in AEW history, MJF and Kenny Omega. How did that show do? The good and the bad... And of course the raw report and more. Back in a moment, Observer Live. Something
0: strange in your neighbor Who you gonna call?
4: days I cover up because of my moderate to severe plaque psoriasis. Now I'm hitting the road with clearer skin thanks to Sky Rizzi, Rizza, a prescription-only, 150 milligram injection for adults who are candidates for systemic or phototherapy. With Sky Rizzi, 3 out of 4 people achieved 90% clearer skin at 4 months. And Sky Rizzi is just 4 doses a year after 2 starter doses. doctor today about SkyRizzy, the number one dermatologist prescribed biologic in psoriasis. And visit SkyRizzy.com or call 1-866-SKYRizzy to learn more.
1: That's 800-433-0539. Paid for by Fix My Student Loans. You are
2: listening to Wrestling Observer Live with Brian Alvarez and Mike Sempervivi on the Sports Byline Broadcasting
3: Network. Again, the show, Brian is here, Wrestling Observer Live. Mike Sempervivi, also of WrestlingObserver.com. Mike just cracks up and open. Probably should be a beer, because uh, we had a bet the other day, Mike. Mm. Yeah, we sure did. What did we bet? You got lucky, boy. I didn't get lucky. Yeah, you did. It's not lucky when I make a position that's spot on, and I tell you exactly why, and it does exactly what I said it was going to do. You're lucky
5: that the Philadelphia Phillies were not in the World Series and the Arizona Diamondbacks were. Hey, look,
3: I had history on my side. No, you didn't. Yes, I did. No, you had history from years ago, but like the last few times they've been on FS1, they've done over a million. Like, Here. this is the new normal number now. They did it once, Brian. They did it once. The last okay, time.
5: The, that was in 2021. Wait, December 2nd, 2022, 902,000. October 28th, 2022, 835,000. October 15th, 2021, 866,000. Yeah, what's 000. the 2023 numbers? On 1029, they did 1.032 okay. million. Okay, Exactly that on ten twenty nine twenty twenty one. 2021 that's what that number was i didn't see earlier on this year that they had a day where they switched to fs1 i may have missed well, that yes but for the most part it has been under a million
3: well of late it has been above a million and that was my prediction and i won so whatever you owe me well, just like where, pay up
5: where, where's give me the proof that I, i'm that
3: taking way. a uh i'll find the numbers here in a minute how about I'm, this? I'm Here's going to... Uh, you take off Friday, and I'll do the show for you. How about that? Fine. Great. Right. Now, uh, let's see. SmackDown drew uh, 1.145 million on FS1, 0. 0.35 and 18 to 49, which is actually down from when it aired on FS1 in July. So July did better than this. Viewership was down 7% from the last fS1 episode so the last the July show did better than this one it was over a million in July
5: you're, you're acting like it was like they've been like every time yes. they've been
3: on there it's been over a million it well, was
5: a, that was a dicey problem I 1. knew that 1-4. Roman was gonna
3: be on the show and every time roman's on the show it does very well anyway the point is they broke a million on Fs1 <laughs> and they did a very good number and uh this is the first of three bets that I've made for the month of uh, October slash November that I'm gonna win. Oh, uh, I won this one here, and then uh, Lenny has bet me $100 in quarters that Jay <laughs> White is going to beat MJF at the pay-per-view, which he's not. And then uh, there's another bloke that has bet me that uh, CM Punk is going to show up at Survivor Series, mm. which I don't think is going to happen, but there's still some weird stuff here and there. on What's on the line on for that one? I don't know. He already sent me money. It was weird. <laughs> he sent me $20 saying this is for a box of tissues for when you cry when I win I was like, I don't think I'm going to cry if he shows up at Survivor Series Nor is a box of tissues $20 around here But that's You'll another just be
5: rating. crying on the next Observer Radio when he's on there
3: Now the other rating we got to talk about is Collision And this is good and bad in different ways so, Collision was the MJF-Kenny Omega match for the AEW title that they literally announced on Wednesday, 72 hours before Collision. And they were building it up as one of the biggest matches in AEW history. Apparently, they had a video package on Rampage, but problem is nobody's watching Rampage. And so, the question is, well, how's it going to do? This is a big match. The title's on the line. It's MJF versus Kenny Omega. And the answer is... The show did 472,000 viewers, which was down 9% from last week. Lowest audience total for the show since October 2nd. It is the second lowest viewership for a collision that did not air on the same day as a WWE premium live event. The demo for MGF and Kenny Omega did a .13 in 18-49, to 49, down 20% from last week. The lowest 18-49 to 49 since October 7th and the fourth lowest rating of the 20 episodes of collision that have aired to date now granted they faced game 2 of the world series 25 million people watched baseball obviously the you know the competition was was something but if there's any good news i guess you could call this good news the show actually did quite poorly until mjf and kenny omega came out And the last half hour of the show did add 100,000 viewers. And the rating peaked at 567,000. Which really, honestly, is still nothing to, like, celebrate. 567,000 was the peak number for the show. But, I mean, adding 100,000 viewers means that for the low number of people that were watching, they did care. 100,000 cared to tune into the main event above what we're normally watching, Collision. But at the end of the day, you know... I don't think this match should have been on Collision. I stand by that. I think they should have... uh, There's two options. I think either A, they should have started promoting this about eight weeks ago and peaked it for Title Tuesday when they were going head-to-head with NXT on uh, Wednesday night or Tuesday night in prime time. Or, don't worry about it. You don't have to do a storyline where somebody tries to uh, prevent another guy from breaking a record because... You know there've been multiple AEW champions and starting with the first one every single one of them had a record beat somebody else not not like every single one of them but there's always a record to be broken you don't have to do a match to see if somebody can break the record and this match was big enough MJF and Kenny Omega that I don't think he should have done it he should have saved it for pay-per-view down the road but they did it and you know they added 100,000 viewers to a show that was not very uh particularly well viewed and that's the story.
5: Yeah, I agree with you 100% on that. I understand from their point of view what they were trying to do, but to me, if you knew about that number in advance, you should have been promoting it. Hey, we can build to this. If you found out about it late, you could have just used it as something they can have a confrontation verbally. You can put it in your pocket for later on that MJF is rubbing it into Kenny Omega that Hey, I already broke your record. I'm the greatest, you know, AEW world champion of all time, and you could have done something a little later on that way with it. With how they did it, with going up against the World Series with another 15 million people plus that were watching college football, I just thought on three days' notice – you're really, you know, again, if it would have worked, I, we would have been celebrating it because, hey, you know, it was a hell of a gamble, but this gamble to me backfired for the the size of the match and the people that were in it.
3: And then uh, just very quickly, the other number for the weekend was Rampage, 319,000, down 7% from last week, lowest total audience for the show since July 14th. So not a lot of great numbers for wrestling this week, although I would say that that SmackDown on FS1 number, that was a good number, the fact that they actually broke a million on FS1 on Saturday night. So the other thing we got to discuss, it's Brian Danielson. So here's what I know for sure. Okay, I know for sure the guy has a broken orbital bone. And I also know that it happened in the match with Andrade and not the match on Wednesday. So they clonked heads in the Andrade match, an accidental head clonk, and what happened was he hurt his eye. And at the time, they were thinking, okay, well, hopefully it's just like a, you know... I don't want to say a minor thing, but when it comes to the orbital bone, and I know this because I broke mine, there's like different severities. And I think they were thinking, okay, well, it might have been like a minor crack or something, but you know, hopefully he doesn't need surgery, he'll be fine. So he did the match the following Wednesday, the Okada match. And he did not get hurt on the Rainmaker or the Orange Punch or anything like that. And they, they did the angle afterwards. But uh, I guess they did the MRI, and they announced on TV Saturday that he was going to need surgery. That's what uh, Tony Schiavone, I believe, said on the show. And I don't know if he's had surgery yet, and I don't know if he's going to get surgery. I I can't say anything more than that because I don't know. But uh, the reports that he already had surgery, I don't think those are true. I think that he's still waiting to see if he needs surgery and obviously he wants to avoid it because, you know, if he doesn't need surgery, I mean, when I broke my orbital bone, I was I was good in about a month. If he gets surgery, it's going to be way more than a month, and he might miss the Tokyo Dome. So that's the update, and hopefully we'll have more soon. Although they never talk really about injuries, so I guess we'll have to just pray that we get news. But my favorite song. Back in a moment, Observer Live. Monster Man. The monster- it was a graveyard smash. He did the
0: mash.
2: It got on in a flash. He did the mash. He did the monster mash. From my laboratory in the castle east to the master's... Has someone in your family lost a job recently, and now you can't afford your mortgage payment? Or do you have a rental property, and your tenants aren't paying you? Sell a home you can't afford or just don't want to get the cash you need today.
1: 800-788-1495. 800-788-1495. 800-788-1495. That's 800-788-1495. Has your heater or air conditioner busted? Appliance broken? Computer crashed?
4: We've covered close to 2 million homes in the United States. There's a good chance your neighbors work with us. Call us right now before the next breakdown. We'll tell you everything that's covered in your home and give you the first month free with our ironclad 30-day money-back guarantee. Call now and learn how to get your free month.
1: 800-392-7027. 800-392-7027. 800-392-7027. That's 800-392-7027. Limitations and exclusions apply. First month free with purchase of single plan. Visit choicehomewarranty.com for more details.
2: You are listening to Wrestling Observer Live with Brian Alvarez and Mike Sempervivi on the Sports Byline
3: Broadcasting Network. Back in the show, Brian Alvarez here, Wrestling Observer Live... Mike Sempervivi, also (laughs) WrestlingObserver.com. Guys, we're going to talk more in the Raw Report. But since it has been brought up on the chat here, I love Dave. I have great respect for Dave. Dave is wrong. Miz was not a babyface on the show last night. It was not a babyface turn. No. What it was, was a segment where Miz is a heel... And they're setting up a four-way next week to get a shot at the Intercontinental title. The Intercontinental title is held by a heel. And so we had a heel versus heel segment where one heel was making fun of the other heel and the other heel was making fun of the other heel. And they were burying each other. And yes, obviously when you do something like that, people are going to pop for certain lines. But like, in no way was this guy a babyface last night. And then, when he got beat up afterwards... The very first thing he did was he went to Adam Pierce's office and he whined and he cried and he acted like every mid-segment that we have ever seen with him is a heel. This is my resume. I am not respected. Blah, 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 blah. It's it's setting up a four-way. He happens to be in it. This was the angle to get him in. Because if you've been watching the show, and, and they even said, like, he walks in to Adam Pearce, who is a baby GM, and he says, I demand an Intercontinental title match with Gunther after what just happened. And Adam Pearce, who is the babyface GM, said, and I quote, Why would I do that? And then Miz does his stupid resume, which he does all the time. Adam Pearce told him to please stop with the resume. Just stop. (laughs) I got to talk to somebody else about this. And Bronson Reed showed up. And then Miz hightailed it out of there like a coward. It was not a babyface turn. It was just a segment that they did. And even, I'm not even sure because there was a moment where uh, where Miz and Gunther were like, you know, facing off against each other. And Miz was trying to be tough and Gunther's laughing in his face. And, uh, and Miz said something. And the fans chanted, kick his ass. Now, maybe they were saying that to Miz. <laughs> I thought they were telling Gunther to kick Miz's ass. Yeah. So, at the end of the day, it doesn't matter. He's not a babyface. He's not. Becky Lynch is a baby face. She is. And she will be appearing on Celebrity Jeopardy on November 15th with Macaulay Culkin
5: and comedian Rachel Dratch.
3: Rachel Dratch? Yes. SNL?
5: Well, she's an actress-comedian,
3: yes. Yeah. The winner gets a spot in the semifinals. Quite a tournament here. You start in the quarterfinals, (laughs) I guess is how it works. Well, sure. We'll see it's how he does, one, you
5: know. So, um, who's the host of Jeopardy now? Do they have a wrestling-themed host, or I don't even know who. I actually don't have any idea. I've not watched Alex Jeopardy
3: in back. some time. Ken Jennings. Thank Ken you.
5: Je- oh, okay.
3: Hey, the wasn't he that guy raining... from Seattle?
5: Yeah, longest reigning Jeopardy. He's the ambience. host now. He's
4: mostly the host. Every now and then, Mayim Bialik from The Big Bang Theory and Blossom also
5: hosts. Wow. I'm glad you threw Blossom in there, because Big Bang Theory was awful. But I don't like
3: there. Ken Jennings hosting, because now he's going to be ranked higher than me and the most famous people to come out of this area. Oh, well. Oh, yeah.
5: <laughs> I'd like to see a list on that, you uh, know? That list really? exists,
3: yeah. you right ahead of Kirk Famous Cobain, people out of right Bothle. behind. You know? <laughs> yeah. Patty Murray. She was like some, did some government thing, whatever. So Dynamite on Wednesday, we have uh, three matches announced. Orange Cassie against Claudio for the A.W. International title. MJF and three partners against the Bullet Club Gold. And by the way, you know, yesterday, oh, Brian, for sure it's going to be Kenny Omega and the Bucks. Well, Kenny Omega's having another match with Chris Jericho. He's teaming up to face Matt Menard and Angelo Parker. So it's not going to be Kenny and the Bucks based off that handshake on Saturday. So who is it?
5: Well, the obvious candidates are, of course, Billy Gunn and The Acclaimed. Yes. And Bennett Taven and Roderick Strong. So, what do you think? If there's going to be a curveball and it's not going to be that crew, who who would it be then? I know what's going
3: to happen here. This is my booking. Are you ready? Uh, All right, I'm ready. Well, The Acclaimed and Billy Gunn have asked many times. Well, actually, it hasn't been all of them. It's been uh, Max Caster. Wants to team with MJF. MJF does not like Max Caster. And he says, I would not team with you. I will never team with you. I would not team with you if it was on fire. So obviously what happens next week is Jay White throws a fireball at MJF. And Max Caster makes the save. So he actually was on fire. But then after being on fire, he realizes, you know what? Teaming with Max Caster. Well, that's actually better than being on fire. And then away you go. (laughs)
5: And he can actually say it just like that. I would love for there to be some sort of huge swerve just because the match would be a lot better if somehow MJF brokered a deal with Don Callis so we could have Ospreay, in and, and, and Powerhouse Hobbs as MJF's partners for that match.
3: Won't happen, but I would like that more. And then, of course, everybody's favorite show is tonight, which is NXT... Halloween Havoc Night 2. And we got a lot of big matches here on the show tonight. Not the least of which is the opener, which is Tables, Ladders, and Scares with the Creed Brothers versus Angel and Umberto. Now, Creed Brothers have been called up with Ivy Nile. Happened last night. They are now on the main roster. Doesn't mean they can never come back here, obviously. But my guess is that probably they'll put over Angel and Umberto on the way out. Maybe they won't. But I think that that's most likely. They to
5: should. Happen. They went, yes. s- went and spent all that time on those promos with Umberto and Angel, and then they they had them up in the catbird seat. They end up getting eliminated, even though it was a cool elimination during the the battle royal. But like at some point, you got to give these guys a victory. I would assume here.
3: Yeah, that seems like it would make a lot of sense now, doesn't it? It would help. And then we've got Tiffany Stratton versus Fallon Henley. Braun Breaker versus Mr. Stone. I cannot wait. I cannot <laughs> wait for this.
5: I wonder if he's going to have a new client.
3: No, it's got to be the return of it's Vaughn. it Vaughn. Vaughn. coming out. He oh. should come out dressed as Frankenstein. Trying to walk. Yeah, yeah. We got the breakout tournament finals. Actually, to be honest, so here's the deal. Because Somebody brought this up last week. Apparently, uh, in, within NXT, there are people that are trying to convince Mr. Stone, since it's the Halloween Havoc, that should dress as uh you know, one of the what was it was a gimmick in uh in TNA? He was uh, Father Mitchell? No. Father Mitchell <laughs> What are you maybe, talking about? Mr. Stone. He can be Mortimer Robbie E. Oh, Robbie E. Remember? Yes. Yes. So they're like, You should dress as Robbie E. Wait a and second. And then other people were does... like, Vaughn should lurch out like Frankenstein. Stop, everybody. Stop. You I realize
5: Zima it. I
3: realize it is Halloween. I realize it has been some melodrama involved with the acting of everybody involved. You but think? damn it, I like this story, and we don't need to muck it up with stupid comedy. This is supposed to be a serious, serious issue. Guy got crushed. His head got crushed. He can't even walk anymore. He's got to relearn how to walk. That, brother. Mr. Stone's fighting for his friend and encouraging it. He does not need to wear a costume.
5: Hmm. He needs to go the in there way, punch him in the face is what he needs st- to do. Dr. Frankenstein, isn't it, with Frankenstein's monster? Oh, don't
3: start with that, you nerd. I'm come on. I know what it actually is, but when you say Frankenstein, people don't think of the doctor. They think of the monster. I realize it's the doctor's monster, but come on. Kalani Jordan and Lola Vice, NXT women's breakout tournament finals. Who's gonna win? Kelani Jordan. I don't think it matters. I think they're both going to be stars, so either one can win.
5: (laughs) They will be as long as they're in front of that NXT crowd. That is for sure.
3: We've got Chelsea Green and Piper Niven against Thea and JC. Chelsea coming off her first ever singles win in history on Raw or SmackDown. Even the first two times she was there? She has never won a singles match ever on Raw or SmackDown until yesterday. So first one. Dominic Mysterio versus Nathan Frazier, NXT North American title. And Elia, still at this point, is defending against Carmelo Hayes. It was just on the Black Wrestling podcast this
5: week. Go to blackwrestling.com. Check that one out.
3: DJ is making fun of me because I said the winner of Kalani and Lola doesn't matter. Well, it doesn't. It doesn't really. Because the point is, they put the two most likely to become stars women in the finals. And so, no, it doesn't matter which of the two of them wins. Like they're both going to be big stars. So and, and, it and doesn't like... matter, but that doesn't mean it's a meaningless match. It's a match of, of probably the next two to get called up to the main. Well, I shouldn't say that cause they got like Tiffany and everything, but oh, I've mean, got a long way to go. Both these two, these two are going to make it and they're going to be stars. And in a big tournament, they were the two obvious best women in the tournament. And they're in the finals. And no, it, it doesn't actually win. It doesn't matter which of the two wins the thing. It doesn't matter which one. Either of them could win.
5: They still have another year down there, at least, in a perfect world, even though they're being fast-tracked, I'm sure. But there was no obvious Tiffany Stratton type of winner in that tournament. Yeah, it came down to the with Lola and with with Kaylani, But again, they both have a long way to go. And, and neither one of them was in the position that
3: Stratton was in when she won it. Hey, yeah, the match matters, but who wins doesn't matter. Like, you know what they did? They did a, they did an angle where Tiffany and Fallon were were uh, doing something backstage, and it was brought up that uh, they were the finalists last year. Is that right? It was Tiffany and Fallon? Well, you, well, it's Tiffany somebody. Yeah. Well, obviously, they both became big NXT stars. But, like, if Tiffany would have lost, it doesn't make any difference. Fallon's a big star in your mind, Brian. Well, Tiffany's a much bigger star than Fallon right now. Ever since the virgin storyline got dropped. Mac with Rob, Observer Live.
4: There's
3: Lots to love from Apple right now at Verizon. Get the new iPhone 15 Pro with Titanium and more to love from Apple on us. With select phone trade-in and select unlimited plans. There's no better place to get what you love from Apple than at Verizon. And there's no better time than right now. All that with the network you can really rely on. It's your Verizon. $999.99 device payment or full retail purchase with new smartphone line on select 5G unlimited plans required. Less up to $1,000 trade-in slash promo credit applied over 36 months. Promo credit ends if eligibility requirements are no longer met. 0% APR. Trade-in conditions apply. One offer per eligible Verizon line. Additional terms apply.
4: keeping you in the game even if one of your players goes down. Sweat it out, watch your entry update in real time and continue the fun by making picks on second half and fourth quarter stats. Take your game day experience to the next level with Price Picks. And right now when you go to pricepicks.com/byline and use code byline, Price Picks is matching your first deposit up to $100. That's pricepicks.com/byline with code byline for a 100% deposit match. Price Picks
2: This year, Staples will not be celebrating the holidays. Instead, we're celebrating the Hula Deals with amazing savings for the holiday season. Save 50% on custom holiday cards, save 50% on custom invitations, and save 50% on custom photo gifts like mugs and calendars. During Staples Hula Deals, it's not about the ho-ho-ho, it's about saving do-do-do. Save 50% on custom cards, invitations, and photo gifts today at Staples. Hence 1216. Visit staples.com slash print for more details. You are listening to Wrestling Observer Live with Brian Alvarez and Mike Sempervivi on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network.
3: I don't need to relax! You geeks! Oh, sorry, are we back? We hey, are. listen. I gotta say something about this raw show. You wanna cuss our convoy first? No. <laughs> listen. I made a comment last night about the booking of this show. I said, you know what? Last night was a night where, okay, I've seen this show a hundred times. I need something different. We've got a pay-per-view coming up on Saturday. I don't care if it's Damian Priest cashing in. I don't care if it's Drew McIntyre winning the title. I don't care if it's, like, whatever. But I need something to kind of mix stuff up here. Because it's Groundhog Day on this show. And then, some guy on the board was like, Hold on a second. Well, we've never seen Dom and Ricochet before. Oh, well, We Are we really at that point where we have to literally explain that there is an actual new man? uh, Bros, I get it, nerds. My point is, it's the same show. The Judgment Day comes out. They say they run raw. Then some combination of Cody or Sammy or whoever comes out, We set up a main event for later. The Judgment Day has dissension throughout the show. Priest has to say, you know, there's no leader, but then Rhea has to act like the leader. Then we got some random matches here. I got that they're not the exact same matches. I got that they didn't do the exact same lineup. But you know what? You know what? What's up? Well, they've got the pay-per-view coming up. And they added a pre-show match to Crown Jewel. And as God is my witness, and this is not because I have concussion issues, this is not because I'm old, but literally the match that they announced for the pre-show was Sami Zayn and JD McDonough. And when I saw that, I swear to God my first thought is, did I not just watch that exact same match on this show? Yeah, but not in Saudi Arabia. And the answer is, I didn't. No. But I saw some combination of Sami's crew versus Judgment Day for the 15th straight show and like i got it i got it now let's uh let's move on with this let's change things up a little bit
5: yeah well and that's the biggest thing at 3 hour show it wasn't like it was a bad show or anything like that or you don't want to force feed judgment day and imperium as you know the the kings of this show but with that said you can do more in between a lot of that stuff that will shake things up and make it feel a little bit of a more fresher show. And they, to me, they certainly didn't do that last night.
3: This guy is clearly not a viewer. He goes, well, business is booming. What's the issue? Do you know why business is booming? Because we had a period starting around the Royal Rumble where they had a whole bunch of stories and there were twists and there were turns and people joined this group, and they got out of that group, and they broke up with this guy, and they—they they, there was storytelling. And there is still storytelling on Raw, but because it's fall and it's football season, it's like we're in that holding pattern. This happens every year. And that's fine to kind of slow things down for a little bit so you can build it up again at Royal Rumble season, but I need something. Some sort of switch needs to happen somewhere, because right now it's just the same show. So it opened up with Rhea, Dom, and JD came out. We're the Judgment Day. We run the show. Sami Zayn interrupted. I will beat you guys until I'm dead. Rhea said, that's ridiculous. Why don't you face Damien Priest tonight? Dom said, let's teach him a lesson. They jump him. Ricochet makes the save. I feel like I've seen this segment a thousand times. So then, yes, we did have a match we haven't seen. It was Dom versus Ricochet. But you know what the finish was to this match we haven't seen? What's the finish we've seen to every match in the last eight weeks? Mommy! Out comes Rhea. They, her and JD take the ref. Ricochet lays out JD. Dom rolls him up, feet on the ropes, pins him. Okay? I got it. I've seen this before. Now, this was followed by something new and good. It was the Creed's versus Alpha Academy, and it was a good match, and they had a spot near the end. The only, the only negative to this match is, man, I was so excited to see Brutus and Otis in there together, and man, they were lost. They got totally lost for about 30 seconds, and then they just got out of there, and then it was fine afterwards. But man, they could not figure out like what was going on. So then, then once well, they not uh,
5: polished pros either one. Perhaps.
3: Once they got the heat on Chad, uh, then it was good, and he finally hits his deadlift German on Brutus, the big one, and Otis makes the comeback. Otis has now ru- added a running forward roll in his comeback, which gets a pop every time. It's like super porky. Every now and then he'd do something outrageous, and you'd be like, "What?" And so then they did a big spot where Otis hits the world's strongest slam on Brutus. Which is a big spot. And then Julius breaks it up with a 450. And then Chad comes off with a moonsault onto the pile. And then Maxine and Ivy got into a brawl. Julius got a blind tag. Julius gets Otis on his shoulders. Walks backwards. Brutus hits the Brutus bomb. And they pin him clean. It was a great debut. They basically said it was a call up. All four guys shook hands afterwards. This was good.
5: When Otis holds his arm straight down, do they even reach his belly button? It doesn't look like it. Well, because they go out. He's a gigantic, I mean, just, he's like a crocodile or something. They're just these little arms. That huge body. And you know what? Super Porky had an MMA fight. I heard you and Dave talking about Deontay Wilder. Book it. Otis against Deontay Wilder MMA contest. Let's go.
3: Then we had Miz TV with uh, Gunther. And first Kaiser and Vinci come out and They make fun of Miz, and Miz makes fun of them. And then Gunther comes out, and he says, This ring is sacred to me. Everything you do here is beneath me. You are beneath me. I don't respect you. And then Miz makes fun of him for not being entertaining, and Gunther says, Listen, when the bell rings, when it gets serious, the only thing that matters is how good of a wrestler you are. That's why you're running a talk show. Well, now Miz is mad. You know what Miz does when he's mad? He reads his stupid resume... Gunther's laughing as he's rattling off these things that he did a decade ago. And Miz says, I'm going to take that belt from you. And Gunther says, are you serious? That's when the fans chanted, kick his ass. And then Kaiser starts destroying pumpkins. They get into a brawl, and uh, Miz gets beaten down. Miz then goes and cries, as noted to Adam Pierce. Pierce says, why would I give you a title match? Miz starts his stupid resume again. Pierce says, please stop. I got someone else I'm talking to. In walks Bronson Reed. Miz goes, ah, right, fine, but well, I'm gonna take that belt from Gunther. So next week there's a four-way.
5: I don't know Dear if God. people just try to to crack Gunther, or if he has just incorporated blowing people off, like starting to laugh a little bit, into you know. Well, just that's a way the to only
3: kind of- obvious thing that Gunther would do when the Miz is standing in front of you, acting like a tough guy and reading off his resume.
5: But he's done that a couple of times during promos where he's kind of laughed off a gable or laughed off somebody that was talking He should. I love it. But that's the thing is he doesn't overdo it. So whether they're making him crack or not, it's just the whole presentation and how he carries himself during it is fantastic and helpful to his character.
3: We had DIY versus Vinci and Kaiser. And the match was fine, but the big difference is that when DIY was in NXT, it was like, that was their act, and the fans loved them, and this is a, you know, a WWE crowd. And, you know, they got into the babyface and everything, but it was not like the old-school DIY reaction. And they hit their double knee, they got the pin on poor Vinci, and Ludwig was disgusted. Save us, Dexter Loomis. We had Candice LeRae, who is not Candice Michelle, against Xia <laughs> and She's uh, yelling at
5: Molina at a conference right now. So
3: they, they want to get over the knockout finish. But they they didn't do it. They did it better than they would have like two years ago. But still, it was like Zia Lee hit her with a move. Candice went out. The referee just holds Zia Lee back, which is like you would never do that. Is it, are you stopping it or not? And then she lets it go, even though Candice is unconscious. Zaya tries to lift her, but Candice is dead weight. So the referee still won't stop. She's like, hold on, I got to make sure that she's living. And then finally, this ref calls for the bell. These refs need uh, training, because this was incompetence. They're all licensed from Texas, apparently. But the idea is that Xia Lee is a, is a knockout artist. <laughs> Jay Uso met with Sammy, and uh, he's still in a Rhea Ripley, apparently. Had several promos with the women hyping up the Crown Jewel Women's Title Match. And then the best thing on the show, a Drew McIntyre video package. You guys got to go watch this. I don't know this 100%, but I'm pretty sure this was a Jeremy Borash production. And I know that because it started with a drone shot, which is the key (laughs) giveaway. But uh, Drew is reminiscing. And he says, man, I won that Royal Rumble and I was on my way to WrestleMania and all of these fans were behind me and everything is going great. Tens of thousands of fans. I'm going to win the title, and then the pandemic hit. The most memorable—the most memorable day of my career—in front of nobody, an empty building, and it pissed me off. And I busted my ass year, I just everything I could, as champion. But by the time those fans came back, I wasn't champion anymore. And I worked for years to get that moment back that I never got. And finally, it was my chance at Clash of the Castle. And the bloodline screwed me. So no, I have not forgiven the bloodline, and I'm not gonna. But I will make it right at Crown Jewel. He says, Seth, he's willing to break his back for that title. Well, you know what? I'm willing to break his back for the title. And he was my first opponent in 2020. And I will be his last. This was awesome Mm -hmm. awesome and then seth comes out and he does a promo and he says cry me a river dude he says everybody was fighting a battle in 2020 not just you a lot of people had it a lot worse than you did some people weren't sure they were ever going to see their family again some people never did Mm. i was like wow
5: well it's true
3: it is true he says excuse me for not feeling sorry for you that you didn't get to win the title the way you dreamt it blaming your failures on the bloodline get in line people like sammy and cody they're not crying and asking for pity he says if you can beat me saturday i'll be the first guy to shake your hand and call you champ and then we had seth and jd which seth won pedigree and stomp we had uh becky promo about losing the nxt title and then up walks zaya lee zaya goes how come you won't fight me becky goes let's fight right now zaya goes "Ah, i will do it on my time and then Becky, literally, my exact thought she goes, "What's your time? You've been crying for three weeks. I've offered you a fight time after time, and you won't take it. So at some point, years from now, we might get Lee and Becky. Then we had a... God, that collision match with the Karushda and uh, Abaddon. Abaddon was like it was terrible. And at the time, I said, you know, I understand doing holiday matches. If you want to do something that WWE does, fine. You just got to do it the same or better. And this was not as good as the two NXT Halloween Havoc matches. Well, now I must apologize because it was miles better than this natty Chelsea trick-or-street fight. It was all comedy. It was, like, just wacky. And then uh, Chelsea won. I got nothing more to say. It was just like, this was one of those matches where we'll make people not turn the channel because they just can't tear themselves away from this train wreck. <laughs> That's what this was. What did you think about Piper Niven as Jim Nighthart? She was the highlight of the match by miles. <laughs> Chelsea as, as uh, Jim Neidhart was great. And then Sammy beat, uh, actually, no. We'll talk about the main event after the break. I have a run out of steam. Sorry. Observer Live. But now they're gone Seasons
0: don't feel
1: You are listening to
2: Wrestling Observer Live with Brian Alvarez and Mike Sempervivi on the Sports Byline
3: Broadcasting Network. Back in the show, Brian Alvarez here, Wrestling Observer Live. So, the main event was Sammy and Damian Priest. You know the gimmick. Judgment Day ran down, blah, blah, blah. Jay hit the ring to make the save. Superkick Priest for the DQ. Sucked. This main event sucked. This finish, especially. But. The post-match was really good. So they're jumping down Sammy. And the fans know they start chanting for Cody. And uh, and he's limping a little bit, but he comes down to make the save. And we get this giant brawl. And they had the greatest... I mean, say what you will about camera shots. The camera shot of 2023 was when J.D. saves Priest from the crossroads on the table. And he throws him over like the timekeeper's table in the crowd. And he's looking over the table, and then... He turns around, and they zoom right in, boom, on his face as he turns around. And all of a sudden, you just see Sammy's mood go, bam, right in the face. They throw this poor geek on the table. Cody hits him with the crossroads, hits him with his second one for good measure. The place was going nuts for this, this uh, post-match here. So uh, thank God they, they ended the show with that, because if they would have ended with just that stupid DQ, I'd have really gone off today. But an excellent uh, excellent deal setting up all the matches for the pay-per-view uh, Saturday, which uh, we'll be talking about then. I got to
5: hit uh cage match to see if J.D. McDonough has won a match since he's been up on the main roster or not. I wonder if he gets a victory over Sami Zayn on Saturday. I yeah. doubt it in Saudi Arabia. I highly, never... highly doubt it. His <laughs> job
3: is to do jobs at this point. Not heat. But well, we're going to wrap it up. Hey, tonight, Brian and Vinny, Granny, Craig, and Sean show live and free on YouTube only at 9 Pacific Midnight Eastern, video.f4wonline.com. Hit the subscribe button, hit the bell button. We do free shows quite regularly, but you have to uh, be there live to get them free. So check it out tonight. It's going to be a lot of fun. That's it. Thanks, Mike, as always. Callers and listeners, everybody the studio, have a fun Halloween. Wrestling Observer Live.